1: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: What's up? Welcome in, Grant and Danny. We'll save our big normal opening to the show for a few minutes because we are awaiting Adam Peters introductory press conference as the new GM of the Commanders, Danny and moments, he and Josh Harris, expected to sit down and address the media in Ashburn.
3: It's a good day to be a Washingtonian. Good good day to be a D.C. fan. Watching your enemies get boat raced in the first round of the postseason, they're home and sad, and we're introducing our knight in shining armor who happens to be incredibly handsome with a great head of hair to right this ship.
2: How about the video the team put out that was pretty magical? They get it. It was like the North Pole, man. It was well lit. It was that... That beautiful, there's a, a dust of snow on the ground. Mm-hmm. Him and his wife and his two little girls get off the plane. He's got a soundtrack. He's like sparkling and glowing somehow. He's a total dream boat with his eyes just piercing. He's here to chew bubble gum, pick football players, and look really good. But apparently, he doesn't have any gum. Left. He's out of the
3: gum. What's he going to do?
2: Excited to hear what he has to say again. His first press conference, moments away with Josh Harris uh, out in Ashburn. We'll have it for you in its entirety right here on Grant and Danny, on the fan. I would imagine Harris will come out, sit down with him, and speak first, and he'll say, we got our guy. Now, this is someone that we were high on. We hired Bob Myers and Rick Spielman to find us the architect and the executive that's going to lead us forward and and try to win us a championship, and, and that's Adam Peters. He'll do a brief introduction, and then I would imagine Peters will make some type of opening statement, mm-hmm. followed by a lot of questions I've been told that the press conference could go upwards of maybe 25 minutes, so a little longer than uh, the Harris press conference from a week ago. But Peters will be asked all kinds of questions about not only his past with San Francisco, but what lies ahead now among the chief orders to discuss the head coaching search, which begins in earnest this week. And obviously, Danny, he's got to address which members of this front office are going to be retained and which aren't. It won't have answers to that just yet. But that's his first mission in the building yes. is to try to determine who's worth keeping.
3: Those are the marching orders, right? You come in here and say, you've got autonomy and authority to basically go. Who needs to stay? Who needs to go? Who are we building around? Who's a trade chip? Who's a sign chip? Everything in between. It's now your show. The buck stops right there, which I think is so exciting. To have that voice be separate from the head coach is a godsend. It's normal in other cities, it's not normal
4: here. We shouldn't take it for granted. All
2: right, let's go out to Ashburn. Press conference is getting started. Adam Peters. Josh Harris.
4: Well, good afternoon, everyone. And thank you for being here today. Exciting day for Washington, for our franchise. And I am super excited to introduce Adam Peters as the next general manager of the Washington Commanders. Thank you for being here, Adam. Um, I want to thank Adam and his lovely wife, Jen. Nice to meet you and two daughters uh, for choosing our franchise. <clears throat> I think as many of you probably have heard he had a number of opportunities. So we're so happy and appreciative that you all have um, uh, joined us here on our quest to build an elite franchise. I know we're going to do it together. So thank you. I also want to thank <clears throat> my partners, uh, Mitch Rails, Irvin uh, Magic Johnson, David Blitzer, and obviously uh, our advisors, uh, Rick Spielman and uh, Bob Myers uh we couldn't have done it without you guys it was an amazing process thank you for your support and uh on to the next one we still have a lot of work to do so we set out to find a leader someone who can take this franchise to the next level and build an elite team that consistently competes for championships in adam i think we have the right leader he's a winner Uh, he's made an incredible impact everywhere he's been starting obviously with uh, the New England Patriots, uh, on to the Denver Broncos where they won a Super Bowl, and then at the San Francisco 49ers. Together, we are committed to restoring this franchise to the highest levels. Adam, again, we're excited you're here, and now time to get to work. So passing it over to you. Thanks, everyone.
5: Thank you, Josh. well, I'd like to start by thanking you guys all for being here today. This is, this is truly an honor. I'm, I'm so excited to be here today. Uh, start off by thanking Josh and, and really the entire Commanders organization and, and ownership group, including David Blitzer, Magic Johnson, Mitch Rails, and all the, all the guys that I met today. Uh, it's been wonderful meeting you all and, and really had a great, great time meeting you all this past week. Thank you guys so much for giving me this opportunity. It's the opportunity of a lifetime. Uh, it's really an honor to be a general manager and really the biggest honor to be the general manager of the Washington thank Commanders. You. Thank you. Um, I'd also like to thank Bob Myers and Rick Spielman, both of whom I've gotten to know throughout this process. Uh, it's been really, really good getting to know them. They've been great resources, tremendous sounding boards, and I greatly appreciate them throughout this process. Um, starting to get into, uh, take a moment to thank some of the people that really made a big difference in my life. Uh, starting first and foremost with my beautiful wife Jen, who's here today. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, my, I, I'm really nothing without you. You're you're the best person I could have ever met, and, and from the bottom of my heart, I thank you so much. Alex and Emmy, you guys are being really good right now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for being here with me today too. Thanks for being good. Um, my parents. My parents are. Uh, they just they gave me everything. They showed me what hard work was, dedication, uh, and what love looks like. Uh, my mom up in heaven, my dad, who's hopefully watching right now, thank you guys so much for instilling all that <clears throat> into me. And and I know that's going to go through to our beautiful girls right here, too. Uh, my sisters Joanne and Stephanie, hopefully you guys are watching today. Thank you for your love and unwavered support. Doug Hendrickson, a very good friend, also my agent, but first and foremost, a better friend. Thank you so much for your belief in me. It means the world, and and I wouldn't be here without you. Um, I've had a ton of mentors throughout the years. I'd love to sit here and name them all to you guys. We'd be here all night, but I just want to start by thanking a few people that really impacted my life at an early age. One is my high school coach, Dave Vieira. He's one of the best men I've ever met in my life. He instilled in me mental toughness, an incredible work ethic, how to push through adversity, and a ton of different life lessons and one-liners that I'll never forget. Um, Don Johnson, uh, may he rest in peace up in heaven. He just passed away. He was my coach at UCLA. Uh, Father figure, a man who I'll always admire and try to emulate in everything I do. And Randy Taylor, who gave me my first role in this business at UCLA, Uh, gave him my shot, believed in me, and really uh, helped me kick off my career. I can't thank you enough, Randy. Moving on to the 49ers, first I'd th- like to thank the Jed and Danielle and the entire York family. Not only do they run a first-class organization, but they treat <laughs> us all like family, and they were incredible in my development. They gave me everything I needed to, to be here today, and for, I'll be forever thankful and indebted to them. John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan and their wonderful families, thank you guys for the leadership you showed me and the friendship you gave me and all the lessons. Uh, The entire San Francisco 49ers organization, the players, just an incredible group of men who it was a pleasure to go to work with every day, and really everybody in that organization, but especially the people I worked really close with, and that's our scouts, our personnel department, our R&D department, and our coaches. Uh, Lifelong friendships, just incredible relationships, and and working together side-by-side with all of them. I wouldn't be out here without them. Um, And Last but not least, the 49er faithful, a great fan base that's just like this one, passionate and, and loyal. And thank you guys for all your support. <clears throat> well, all that support and mentoring has gotten me here today. And this is where I'm supposed to be, the general manager of the Washington Commanders. And I, I can't tell you guys how excited I am to be here. It's, this is absolutely incredible. I've been pinching myself, and I'm so excited to get started. And I'm going to tell you guys, I promise you, we're going to work tirelessly to build this franchise. This is one of the cornerstone franchises in the NFL. Pillars of the National Football League. It's an incredible area. The DMV, our nation's capital. I could not be more thrilled to be here. Our family could not be more thrilled to be here today and lead you guys. I know how much this franchise means to our fans. Uh, I'm extremely, extremely motivated to deliver everybody what they deserve. We're going to build this team the right way. We're going to build it with a great process and a clear vision, and you guys are going to see that on the field with the energy, the passion, the toughness, the physicality, and all those things that are going to resonate in the DMV area. Uh, it's going to remind you guys what this franchise was built upon. Um, the foundation and the resources that this ownership has given—excuse oh, me, ownership group has given us—is uh, all we need, and it's my job to execute that vision now. We're going to surround ourselves like like Josh said, with the very best people and be aligned in everything we do. And working toward that common goal. So that process starts right now with the critical step. We're gonna hire the new head coach here soon. And this is something we dove into head first as soon as I was hired. So uh, again, I wanna thank Josh, I wanna thank his partners and for this opportunity of a lifetime to lead this team (laughs) in this region, our nation's capital and to have all your incredible support and commitment to being a first class organization. I'm all in. I'm all in. We are all in. I can't wait to get started doing everything we, we can to restore this proud <laughs> franchise to where it belongs. Uh, thank you. With that, we're, all, we're happy to answer questions.
0: Let's
4: start with you, Nikki. You can state your name and your affiliation before you start. Yep. Nikki Chapala with the Washington Post. Um, for Adam, uh, what appealed to you the most about Washington, since you did have options? And secondly, what's generally your approach in building out the front office and staff? Hey,
5: Nikki. Nice to meet you. I think I knew you a little bit in Denver. Um, well, everything is the answer to that question. Everything is exactly what a person in my seek would want. A great ownership group, a great fan base, the ability to start new with a new coach. All of those things were so appealing to me that really going through this process, it was very clear to me at a very early time, right when I met with Josh, this is where I wanted to be.
3: John Kime, ESPN. For Josh, for Josh first, um, you talk about Adam being a leader. What things did you see in that that jumped out to you? And then for both of you, Adam, um, if you can talk a little bit about the the most important things you're looking for in setting up an organizational structure.
4: Yeah, Adam's a winner. He's won everywhere he's been. Uh, First in Boston, then in obviously Denver, then in San Francisco, uh, and he's learned from a lot of great leaders. Uh, He's about excellence. He's about attracting the best people uh, and then holding them accountable. He's about building edges. Um, He's inclusive. He wants people from a lot of different backgrounds, a lot of different perspectives, and so it was a pretty easy decision from my point of view. In terms of how we do it, uh, both of us work super hard both of us wanna do things from the ground up one person at a time, but both of us wanna take more of a long-term perspective to build sustainable and elite winning. Uh, and so uh, I think, uh, you know, he was, he was an ideal candidate from my point of view.
5: Yeah, and just hearing that from Josh and, and seeing that our visions were aligned in all of those things that he just mentioned made it really, really easy and really exciting for me to be here.
0: Adam David Aldridge with the Athletic. Welcome to D.C. Um, I wonder what you think of the current roster.
5: I believe that there's a few cornerstone pieces in this roster. I believe we have a lot of work to do, and that's just evaluating everybody. And that's going to start with the coaches. When this coach <clears throat> is coming, we hire a head coach. We sit down together with the personnel department, and we sit down and. and, and evaluate everything and figure out where we need to be. So that's an ongoing process. I've, w- I've started a little bit, but we have a lot of work to do, David.
2: Uh, Michael Phillips, Washington Times, and 910 The Fan. Uh, when you were interviewing the candidates, you had a very attractive field, obviously. What what was it that set him apart and, and led you to believe this was the right direction to go?
4: Yeah, look, we, we were obviously blessed with the opportunity to talk to many good candidates, and I would say that there were a lot of um, positives of each one of them and uh, like I said at the end of the day uh, the um, you know our, our, our vision uh, our is really aligned relative to alignment excellence focus work ethic uh, and then being very people oriented in terms of talent and so, uh, you know, we, we decided to go with Adam. Adam, also, uh, even though he's, I guess at 59, I can say someone in their mid 40s is on the young side now, which is unfortunate <laughs> for me. But notwithstanding his uh, young age, he's been in the NFL for a long, long time, and he, you know, is ready for this. This is really what he was ready to do. And so we sensed that through the process.
3: Uh, ben Standig with The Athletic. Uh, for Adam, uh, the number two pick is uh, one of the nine picks that this team has. I imagine you're not quite there yet with what you're going to do with it. But what does that opportun- What does that uh, present you as an opportunity? Not just to potentially draft the player, but maybe really help start re- jumpstart uh, this whole situation.
5: Yeah, Ben. Good to see you. Uh, it's a great opportunity. But like I said earlier, we have a we still have to hire the head coach, and we're going to do that whole process collaboratively. We're going to have a, we're going to have a great process in deciding what we do there. But like you said, we're, we're far from making a decision on that. But really looking forward to diving into that process. Adam Barry from the Washington Post. Welcome to town. Um, I wonder if you could go into, have you been involved with some head coaching um, interviews already? How far along are you in that process? And do you have an inclination that, oh, I want an offensive head coach. I want a
3: defensive head coach. What qualities are attracted to you there?
5: We're looking for the best leader for this team, for the Washington Commanders. And so uh, we we have set criteria that we're going to have be aligned in that vision. And it's not going to be in a box. It's not going to be offense. It's not going to be defense. It's going to be the best leader for this organization.
3: Adam Chick Hernandez, WSA 9. Um, Along those lines, what's for you for a head coach, both of you, What's the most important factor in hiring a head coach?
5: I think um, I think in any head coach and any leader is just leadership. Leadership, great communication, being able to be honest, direct, and upfront. Have all those qualities, and they're all intertwined. But those are the, those are the main qualities. You have to be very smart. You have to be very driven. There's so many different qualities that, that make up a great head coach and a great leader. But really, it's just about. Being a great person, a great human being that people will follow.
4: You know, b- both of us are, in essence, come from uh, the model that we're stewards for the city and that we're on a mission to deliver success to Washington. And so, obviously, you know, hiring uh, a coach that um, is on the mission with us, that is all in, that, can, that, 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 him, that himself or herself can attract the best people. Uh, you know that you know all of those things and then hold them accountable and obviously ultimately comes with a certain amount of foot IQ football intelligence I think IQ matters um, I think it matters increasingly so I think that all of those things will be important but ultimately a partner you know where the three of us can be aligned and you know work for the city on behalf of the city to win Scott Abraham ABC 7 this
2: is for Adam Uh, Welcome to Washington. Uh, Obviously, as you know, the quarterback position is the most important position in the NFL. How do you view the quarterback situation here in Washington now? And how do you plan to evaluate and maybe attack that position in the offseason or in the draft?
5: Quarterback, just like all the positions, we're going to sit down and evaluate. And that process will start once we hire the head coach and his staff. And we're going to do that collaboratively with the head coach, his staff personnel department, R&D, analytics, and come up with our evaluations for all that before we move forward. Good afternoon, David Harrison, Sports Illustrated. Uh, Adam, welcome to Washington. And just curious, a lot of experience, obviously. Is there is there a moment that you kind of pull back from and say this moment in your journey here has kind of ed- educated you in a front office uh, sense? That's a tough one. There's so many. There's so many <laughs> moments that you think of. And you really always think of the things that that you messed up on that you learned from and I've had plenty of those and it's uh, all of those things have shaped me to who I am today and and have brought me here and so I'm thankful I I could sit here and talk to you guys all day about that but all those things have brought me here today next to Josh and I'm so thankful for everything good and bad that's happened to me
1: hey Adam George Wallace WTOP welcome to DC Uh, obviously you've had a number of opportunities last year this year how important was it uh, for you choosing DC as a chance to kind of put your stamp on everything kind of like a blank canvas here with head coach The draft coming up and things like that
5: It was everything to me this opportunity with this ownership group in this place I can't tell you how much that meant to me and in our family and that's why when this came up, came about and I got to meet with everybody Right away, I was all in. I probably wasn't a very good negotiator, but I told (laughs) him I was all in. And that made it easy for me to to pass up other opportunities, uh, which were great opportunities as well. But this was the best opportunity, in my mind, in the NFL.
4: Uh, Unfortunately, he was a good negotiator. So uh, (laughs) uh, thank his agent for that. But um, look, I think that Adam had done a lot of – it's worth pointing out. He had done a lot of work on us, uh, came in super prepared, had researched the team, had researched – uh, all of us had researched the opportunity had a lot of questions but at the same time uh you know it was, it, it felt like it was an opportunity that he had identified uh, uh before we had met and then obviously we all ended up moving forward together
1: hi there adam welcome to the dmv my name is candy waller with buoy television um you've been very successful throughout your career um, what are some of the things that you've learned from the not so successful moments
5: <clears throat> all right candy that's a good question the not so successful moments and I've had a lot and I think the, you learn so much in losing and they say you win and you learn and that's a good saying that Joey's here but when it's easy it's a lot easier to learn in a loss than in a win you have to really challenge yourself to learn in a win so um, <coughs> a lot to count I would say that I've been very lucky to have a lot more success being around a lot of really, really smart people, a lot of very successful people. So very blessed to have that. But all, all of those different really experiences shaped who I am today. And so I'll take them all and I'm happy to move forward with them and, and use all that experience to help us consistently compete for championships.
1: Hey Adam, welcome to DC, Geo, Delphi, NBC, Telemundo. Uh, primarily, there were you've had success throughout your career, but there were a couple of lean years early on in San Fran, no pro bowlers, 4-12 and record. Uh, how long does a reset take and how do you go about it here with the Commanders?
5: Yeah, those were dark days, but I think the thing that I, I could tell you is right away, with with the 49ers, maybe the results didn't show, but you could see it on the field. And you could see what we were doing on the field and the fans could feel it. And they, they knew it was turning and we were close so it's it's really you can't put timetables time on it but what I can tell you is that you're going to see a great great competitors you're going to see physical team you're going to be you're going to be really impressed with what you see on the field and it's going to happen right away whether the results come right away you know that that's a number of different factors but you're going to you guys are going to be very proud of the team that we're going to put on the field Adam, <clears throat> welcome to the DMV, Chad Ricardo with Fox 5. I uh, wanted to know, coming off of a four win season, this is obviously going to be an off season full of change. What did you see within this roster, or even within the culture of the team, that you would like to hold on to moving forward? There's a lot of, lot of good things about this, this building. First first and foremost, just walking through here today, there's a ton of great people in this building. So. It's really, this is not a total rebuild. This is a wonderful group of people here that just needs leadership. That's what I think is the biggest thing is we need leadership and an aligned vision. So that's what I'm gonna bring here along with Josh and our head coach. And I don't think there's wholesale changes needed. I just think we need leadership here and, and that's what we're here to bring. Hey I'm Chris Bumbacca with USA Today. In your time in San Francisco, What was your biggest takeaway in what it takes to build that sustained winner that you and Josh
2: have both mentioned here?
5: It's having an aligned vision, having collaboration, having inclusion with everybody, everybody pulling the same direction. That's how we did it in San Francisco, and that's what allows you to get through not just the good times are easy, but that's what allows you to get through the tough times as well.
3: Uh, Mitch Tischler with Wendmantle
5: Sports. Kind of to follow up on that question. A lot of money available here
3: in uh, free agency and obviously a bunch of draft picks. How do you kind of value building a team in free agency versus a draft?
5: Yeah, I I find this a very similar situation from when we got to San Francisco in 2017. Uh, A lot of great similarities, so I have a lot to lean on from that experience, both things we did well and things we didn't. But ultimately, we're gonna build through the draft here and supplement through free agency, we're gonna be very process-driven and diligent in who and who we select in free agency, but we're going to build through the draft
2: here. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thank you,
4: guys.
2: The new GM of the Washington Commanders, Josh Harris, introducing him and then Peters taking questions, about 22 minutes of them from the media. A couple of things that were very notable. He thanked Josh, not Mr. Harris. It's been a long time since someone sat next to an owner in Ashburn and didn't refer to them as Mr. Anything.
3: Just human beings, adult male human beings talking to each other like normal people. How refreshing.
2: Well spoken, you couldn't see it through the radio, but very handsome. You could,
3: you could hear his handsome.
2: I don't know if we mentioned yet that the guy's a total dreamboat. Dreamboat. Boat. Uh, These owners are closers, I wrote down. I mean, pretty obvious. They mm-hmm. wanted this guy. They got this guy. He showed up. It seemed like he wanted this job. He'd already done a lot of research on each individual owner he was sitting down with, on the team. They said he had done a lot of work on the roster already. Uh, He said he viewed this as the number one job in the NFL. So a lot to react to. Uh, Let's do this. Let's open up the MGM National Harbor Listener Lines for your takeaways next. 800-636-1067. Then we'll go through the notebook and discuss what we thought about Adam Peters introducing himself to the DMV. You're listening to 1067 The Fan.
0: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
5: This is where I'm supposed to be, the general manager of the Washington Commanders, and I, I can't tell you guys how excited I am to be here. It's, this is absolutely incredible. I've been pinching myself, and I'm so excited to get started. And I'm gonna tell you guys, I promise you, we're gonna work tirelessly to build this franchise. This is one of the cornerstone franchises in the NFL. The pillars of the National Football League is an incredible area. The DMV, our nation's capital, I could not be more thrilled to be here. Our family could not be more thrilled to be here today and lead you guys. I know how much this franchise means to our fans. Uh, I'm extremely, extremely motivated to deliver everybody what they deserve. We're gonna build this team the right way. We're going to build it with a great process and a clear vision. And you guys are going to see that on the field with the energy, the passion, the toughness, the physicality, and all those things that are going to resonate in the DMV area.
2: Adam Peters, just a few minutes ago in Ashburn, he and his wife and two cute little girls. I mean, he's got two little kids. I would imagine, because my daughter is about to be five, that his oldest is a little older than that, it seems. Mm -hmm. But a family of four coming to Washington, D.C., to call the nation's capital home, and he is the hot-shot young executive in football that everybody has been wanting, and he wanted to come here. Oh, what a difference a year makes. He referenced over and over again that ownership was part of the appeal. I think having the number two overall pick and $90 million to spend. and Part of it, too. A lot of draft capital probably helped, but it seemed like as much as Washington picked Peters, Peters picked Washington. He was just at FedEx the second-to-last weekend of the season. He knows the place stinks. He knows that the, the building is not particularly good. Uh, they can get a new facility. They'll build a new stadium. Washington, D.C., as he said, is a it's a powerful football market. It's a sleeping giant. He referred to the commanders as a pillar organization in the NFL that he wants to help reinstall.
3: Seven months ago, this was a pariah. <laughs> Seven months ago, this is a job you wouldn't wish on your worst enemy. Seven months ago, this is a place you went to go to the reverse car wash to make some money but get muddier, to get dirtier, to not have your career extend beyond this place, to not be thought of with the same reputation anymore. Everyone who took a gig here took it at their own risk. Everybody's reputation that comes through this building gets damaged if they're in a big authority position. Now, guys, the underlings escape. And go on to great things. See Lafleur. See McVeigh. See Schneider. See a million others that have been in the building. That list is bountiful. It is a. Pl- it is a. It is a long distinguished list. But if you're if you're an authority figure on the top, you come out worse than when you get here. There are no exceptions to that. That is the old seven months after this group takes over. This is now the most desired destination in the sport. So saith the guy that could have had his job, pick up any job that was open and available.
2: Yeah, he wouldn't have taken their calls if Snyder still owned the team. He just wouldn't have. They are viewed now as night and day different than they were then. They were toxic. That is a, you know, you label it on your phone, any Ashburn area code, if you're the agent of a GM or coaching candidate, do not answer, right? Like a a bad uh, Mm -hmm. fling that you had or something. Just so you know, not to pick up the phone now, not only was he answering the call and coming out to, to, for an interview and flying to Josh Harris's home in Miami, but it sounds like, and he wouldn't say otherwise, but this was the gig that he wanted. And you can believe him because he picked this one. He took it. When he ter- told other teams, no, thank you, that were trying to interview him last year. And there were four GM openings this year and he would have interviewed four and been a finalist, presumably for every single job. Harris, in his opening statement, said, We set out to find a leader who could take this franchise to the next level. In Adam, we have the right leader. He is a winner. He has made an incredible impact everywhere he's been. He was asked a couple different times in different ways why Adam Peters, and he always started by saying he's a winner. Hard to argue that. Yep. Now, the job's different, right? We talked about this with Eric Bieniemy. He's viewed as a Super Bowl champion coach. It's different when you are a non-play-calling coordinator than a play-calling coordinator or head coach. If you're a backup quarterback and you win rings, it doesn't mean as a starter <laughs> at the next place that you just get to go win rings. But from a front office standpoint, I think it's a little different. You've seen how the sausage got made in New England when he won a ring. You have seen in Denver what it looks like when they built a juggernaut, and Peyton Manning was throwing 50-plus touchdowns. He won a championship there. Three rings, six conference titles, 13 division championships. The one place where he didn't finish what he started was San Francisco, where he's done his most influential best work in helping to build a roster that goes in to the NFC playoffs this year with a bye and the number one seed and another chance to get to... A Super Bowl title. They they played in Super Bowls. Yeah,
3: they've been one of the best three teams in the NFL the last five years. Pretty simple to put it that way, right?
2: Peter said, we're going to build this team the right way. It's going to remind you guys of what this franchise was built upon. We're going to surround ourselves with the very best people. That process starts right now. You know, Again, I'm a sucker for an introductory press conference. Mm-hmm. I make this known. But that's something that I do like him saying from this perspective. Josh Harris says it all the time. And it does seem like there's an alignment between those two that Ron had be where your feet are. The thing about it is like some of those things that he would routinely say, mm-hmm. um, draw, don't tell me what to do unless you, you know, don't draw me a map unless you've been there before to hear him right away. Say something Harris always says, which is we want the best people in every position. I like hearing them in unison on that, even though it's kind of a cliched thing.
3: Well, visions align and, and that that's an essential thing. the, <coughs> Paradigm, of pre- it's impossible not to compare to previous ownership, right? Previous ownership was always about a quick fix of some kind. A new little toy to dangle in front of the cat, right? A little carrot for the fans to go, I'm furious at the end of the season. Then it's like mid-February and it's like, okay, I'm back in. And you could only go to that well so many times. It, whether it was a new executive, a new quarterback, a new toy, the quick fix was always the way. Because Snyder thought of us as cash machines and sheep. He just assumed we'll always be there because it's the Redskins. It was then, and eventually that started to wear thin, and people stopped believing in the fairy tale. They stopped believing in the quick fix, and kept saying, "Hey, the guy that's pulling the strings behind the scenes, this makes it impossible." You've talked to both those guys now. There's a lot of those like nice buzzwords about you know inclusive this and and uh, you know best people that, and that's all well and good. I want all those things, but the reality is there is not a quick fix here. He's talked about building through the draft, being diligent and smart through free agency. Doesn't mean we're not going to use it, but it's all about the big picture, long term, to build something great.
2: On why, on why he chose. Uh, My won't turn on. On why he chose the Commanders over several other options, Danny. Great ownership group, a great fan base. It was very clear to me at an early time. This is where I wanted to be. On their current roster, he said, "I believe there's a few cornerstone pieces. I believe we have a lot of work to do." Translation. We need to go get some football players. We gotta go.
3: We gotta go shopping.
2: But he talked about having a couple of pillars, right? Terry McLaurin, John Allen, Deron Payne, probably among them. He was non-committal, as you'd expect, and is necess- probably necessary at this point on the second overall pick. Said it's a great opportunity. But here's what I liked about that: he said that we're going to figure that out when we get our head coach. Me and him are going to work collaboratively on that. Love that. You know, if it's Ben Johnson or Bobby Slowick on offense. Probably lean toward a quarterback. But if you hire Mike McDonald, because he's the right leader for the team, he was asked about what you're looking for in a head coach. He said, best leader. We got to set criteria. We'll have it be aligned in that vision, but it's not going to be in a box. It's not like we're looking for offense or defense. It's going to be the best leader for the organization. So I liked the idea. He talked about collaborating with the coach a couple different times when he was evaluating the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, that's going to be up to the, the new coach and his staff and me to all work together on that. And then he mentioned, our analytics department in R and D not I'm the guy that looked at the numbers, but you know, he's talking about a sheet of paper in Indianapolis, Eugene Shannon and his department Uh will be involved in helping to evaluate the QB position as well. So all of that was good. Uh, What did you guys make of Peter's introductory press conference? We'll get Danny's number one takeaway next 800-636-1067. The number on Grant and Danny on the fan.
4: So we set out to find a leader, someone who can take this franchise to the next level and build an elite team that consistently competes for championships. In Adam, I think we have the right leader. He's a winner. Uh, He's made an incredible impact everywhere he's been, starting obviously with uh, the New England Patriots, uh, on to the Denver Broncos where they won a Super Bowl, and then at the San Francisco 49ers.
2: And he's got a nice jawline and a good five o'clock shadow. Welcome back, Grant and Danny on the fan. I mean, your Harris uh, has been worked on a little more than mine. Harris has to be impressed with what he saw in the interview, right?
3: Right. I, we were doing an interview, and I was just
2: 15 minutes. I didn't talk because I was just looking at his eyes. Adam Peters, just introduced in Ashburn, will get your takeaways at 800-636. 106.7. Danny, biggest thing you jotted down?
3: It was the big picture. It, you Again, you heard some of the buzzwords and things that we all like to hear about process and the right way and you know, that we're going to play hard and do all those things. Every press conference in the history of mankind has had those. But you have the synergy between owner and lead executive, which is what I've always wanted, which is everyone will always be pulling the rope in the same direction. Everyone will always be singular mission focus, which is to build something great. Not something quick, but something great. If it takes one season, two seasons, whatever, that's the whole mission focus. We don't lose that at the you know, the slightest convenience to try to upgrade the slightest bit to go 8-8-1. Eight, eight,
2: yeah, a couple of things I really liked, him talking about building through the draft. Now, no one's ever in an introductory presser to run a front office, <laughs> sat up there and said, right. we're going to build through free agency. We like throwing money around. We're going to throw darts at a draft board. But he, he did say... This is really similar to early San Francisco days, mm-hmm. and that's what they did in San Francisco when he got there. They inherited a 2-14 and 14 team. They won six and then four games, but then it was on. 13-10, you know, 13 and 12 wins in four of the last five years. The only bad season in there, they played like 16 quarterbacks. This was Peters when asked, with $90 million to spend and draft capital, how he plans on building this operation up.
5: I find this a very similar situation from when we got to San Francisco in 2017, uh, a lot of great similarities. So I have a lot to lean on from that experience, both things we did well and things we didn't, but ultimately we we're going to build through the draft here and supplement through free agency. We're going to be very process driven and diligent in who, and who we select in free agency, but we're going to build through the draft here.
2: It's a good answer. It's one that I think most fans are going to like to hear, obviously, but what I took out of it was less the draft part and more, I loved the hire. This is the guy I wanted all along, but I hadn't really considered some of the similarities. And now I look at it with San Francisco and he's on to something, right? They went in there with a young offensive minded head coach, which is what I think they're going to have by the end of the week. And it took a couple of years, but they certainly started to turn that thing around. I liked that. He mentioned analytics and R and D. It only came up once, but he referenced it. The one time he was talking about evaluating, uh, evaluating football players. So I thought that was telling as well. And, To your point, this is something that outside of D.C. nobody would care about. In fact, most people would listen to this and go, what a dumb thing to even mention. But him sitting there calling Josh Harris Josh, it's just such a different world. You know, having been in that building for years and years and years, the way Dan treated everyone permeated into how they treated everyone. And this idea that you have to call him Mr. and you can't look him in the eye at a certain time, and, you know, if if you're his... Uh, secretary, you better be at your desk for certain minutes. If he might need your, whatever the fears were, he's just sitting there talking to another dude who happens to be a billionaire who owns the team.
3: Totally. I, I mean, the only guy that, that didn't have to call him Mr. Snyder was Joe Gibbs and so awkwardly referred to him as Daniel. I, I remember in, in public here and there, but, but you're right. It, it, I know it sounds small, but it's emblematic of the we're, What are we all doing here? I happen to own the team. That's my role. I'm going to try to do that role as best I possibly can. Your role is to be the architect, but what's
2: the point? What's the end game? To try to be really good at football, which is really hard. Let's go to Mark, who's in Burke on G and D. How are you, Mark? Mark. Well,
3: uh, G and D, I am over the moon. Uh, you know, I listened to that presser, and I know you guys, I'm in my fifties. I've lived through the glory days, and what made being a fan of this team so special back in the day was that we had class, we had character, we had dignity, on top of being a damn good football team. I think these guys are going to bring that back. Um, I have uh, – I mean, I was listening to it. I was over the moon. I'm a teacher, so I happened to have today off, so I got to listen to the whole thing. Man, I'm telling you, I think we're in the best position in the entire NFL. How about him saying,
2: Mark, and it was thank Thank you you for the call, music to my ears and I'm sure yours, he said this was the best GM opening. You know, we've asked 15 different guests – We've taken calls on how you'd rank the GM openings and where Washington is. It was obvious as soon as he decided to come here that that was his perception. But he said, as soon as I sat down with ownership and we had our first conversation, he said very early on he knew this is where he had to be. It was an easy choice for him. And that's why I bring up these guys are closers, man. They got the deal done. It took 6.05 bill. But when there was some question, is Dan actually going to sell this thing? Is anyone going to get it away from him? Is anyone going to do what they have to do to to buy the team while most are still fearing that Bezos is going to swoop in? I get the perception with not only Harris, but Rails and the rest of this group, if they want something, they're going to go get it. And they wanted Adam Peters. A lot of people are drawing a direct link to Bob Myers being involved in the process who knew Peters a little bit Mm -hmm. from out in the Bay Area as if it was a foregone conclusion that it was just going to be him. And I think that's overstated, but if he was their number one preference as outsiders and they knew they didn't have the answers and they weren't smart enough to to, to do the hiring, then maybe you do shape the search through the lens of where you want to land. And I think that's perfectly okay. No, it
3: is, but it's also, it's like two-way recruiting. In other words, you're interviewing someone from the, for the job, but they're interviewing you too, especially if they've got choices. This isn't the, the one GM shot that Adam Peters is going to have. Right? This, is a, this is the bell of the ball. This is the homecoming queen. Everybody's asking. So what do you do? You bring in someone that knows him, and by virtue of Bob Myers giving the blessing, yes, I'm working with these people because I believe in them. I, I like what they're doing. I'm all about it. That almost makes you cooler, so
2: to speak. We got Jay Gruden on the show today at 5 o'clock right now reacting to the Adam Peters presser. And as we kick off next hour, we'll get into the NFL playoff games that were this weekend. You are listening to Grant and Danny.